Welcome to Faith, Love, and Therapy, a podcast to encourage and inspire. I'm your host, Jamie Johnson, a licensed clinical social worker working in the field of mental health for the last 10 plus years. I am committed to mental and spiritual wellness, and I thank you for joining me as we peel back the layers of mental health from a faith perspective. So we are on episode 49, almost to 50, y'all, almost there. Episode 49. Um, I'll have to do something big for 50, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Um, last episode we kind of ended, I talked a little bit about the mother wound and I wanted to explore that a bit more today just to get, bring a little understanding to what the mother wound is. Um, cause we hear about father wounds, right? And so we often, I think that term is used more so than, than, than talking about a mother wound, but it is, you know, really essentially what it is. It's basically the experience, um, from our mother that, may have left us feeling unloved or unwanted, um, could have left a lot of different, uh, emotional baggage could have given us a lot of emotional baggage due to the experiences that we had with our mother. And so, um, one of the clients that I talked about before kind of triggered that particular thought about mother wound. And I have several, um, and it can manifest differently. You know, sometimes I will see, um, women that are more aggressive when they have a mother wound, I mean aggressive, not in the assertive way. I think women can be assertive, but I also know that there are women that are aggressive and are um, confrontational in a in a way that they're ready to always fight. Like they, they're ready. Um, and they tend to be verbally aggressive and at times uh, physically aggressive. But, you know, when I, when I think about adults that are dealing with a mother wound, it often looks you know, they look back into their childhood and they can identify a few common themes, right? Um, Some of the themes are that they never felt that they had their mother's approval or acceptance. And that's a big one. A big one that I hear, not feeling like their mother accepted them, always wanted to change them, always had problems with something that they did. Um, They also express concerns about not being loved by their mother or not being loved as much as their other siblings or other family members. And I think people joke with that um, middle child syndrome, but it's not that. It is actually feeling like they are singled out and not cared about and not loved in the same manner that their siblings are or any other family members. And so when, you know, some of these adults look back, these are some of the statements that they're saying that they feel or felt in their childhood Another one is that they notice um, difficulties in relating to the mother on an emotional level, right? So there's like this disconnect when their mother feels a certain type of emotion or maybe a lack of emotion, they tend to like miss each other. They, it's, it's hard to connect. It's hard to sympathize. They feel like emotionally, it's just not there. Like it's not, um, they don't connect in that manner. Um, there's also uncertainty about the relationship Um, with the mother and they feel like they were a mistake or an accident. Like their mother is, I'll say, sending energy that um, they weren't meant to be here, right? They were a mistake. You're, you know, if I had it my way, I wouldn't have got pregnant or, you know, there's that feeling of not being, um, that they were a mistake, that they were not supposed to be born They were not supposed to be here and they feel like um, if they were lost, their mother would be fine. 
if they, you know, if, if they never had to see, um, if the mother never had to see their daughter again or child again, cause it doesn't have to be a daughter. Um, they would, the mother would be fine. They feel like the mother just, um, feels like that that child wasn't supposed to be there. Another way that it manifests is that, um, they're always trying to do better or to be perfect or attempt to gain their mother's attention and acceptance. And I've seen this quite a bit, um, when we talk about perfectionism and I have clients that struggle with perfectionism, there typically is a root of who they're trying to be perfect for. And many times, um, I see a lot of women, so I do want to give that um, disclaimer. I see the majority of my clients are women. I do see men, um, but I tend to, you know, connect more so with women and they, they tend to come to therapy a bit more frequently. Um, but I do, I do see that right there, that perfectionism, they are trying to do whatever they can to get their mother's approval. And oftentimes there are situations where their mother is never really, um, that enthusiastic about the things that they engage in, right? Their mother is not necessarily, uh, celebratory or wanting to give them their kudos. And so they find that they're in this cycle of trying to always do better. I can, I can get it right. I can do better. Um, I can get it just perfect. And that's, that's not right. Realistic, but that is a, that is an experience that I've seen on a regular basis. Um, I've, I've actually seen young I'll say I have some teens that have come in, um, whose parents or specifically in this case, whose mother, um, has mental health diagnosis of their own. And so there's this struggle with perfectionism as well and trying to get their mother's attention, but because of their mother's own mental health crisis and mental health needs, it's hard for the mother to actually give them that particular level of attention that they need or that they desire, um, and so these daughters that I've, I've been, I've worked, had the pleasure of working with in the past have had to work through that need for acceptance and that need for their mother's attention in order to feel valuable, right. In order to feel like they're doing something important in order to feel like they're loved in order to feel like their mother actually values them or wants them around, um, there's also a, some cases where there's the, the daughter is feeling the need to protect or care for or even shelter their mother um, rather than the mother protecting, caring, and sheltering them. And I've had um, some teens but also some, some adults who continue to do that, right, um, who continue to try to protect their mother and to make it better for her. And this I typically see in, in with mother, mothers that struggle with being very critical. And so their daughters are become kind of take on this role of parenting them. You know, if their mother's always struggling, the daughter is now in the role of trying to parent them, trying to protect them. Um, I remember a case of a, a daughter who, um, an adult daughter whose mother never really felt celebrated. And so her, her daughter who had limited income went out and did a ton of things for her, for her birthday. And uh, I think it was her birthday and the daughter, you know, got, got the gifts. She took her out. Um, and in the moment, the, 
her mother was very appreciative. She was like, I had a great time. It was good. And the following day when she was in conflict, um, the mom said, no one cares about me. No one did anything for me for my birthday. No one. And, and the daughter had really spent her last, you know, trying to make sure that her mom had a great, a great birthday. But it, then it went, uh, it went out the window when mom was struggling, right? When mom was in her own crisis. And so that particular client, I remember thinking, you are always trying to make it right for your mom. And she begins tearing up and, and because she's acknowledging that that's true, she's realizing that's true in that moment. And she did fight those tears. Um, but I, I, I saw that moment in her realizing that that was something that she was struggling to do. And it should have been the other way around, right? Mom should have been doing, mom should have been making sure that things were good for her. Um, and, and that didn't happen. And so I often see many of those, these traits that will show up in adults, because of their experience in childhood. So when we think about how do we heal that, right? Because that is not, that's not like a, you just stop thinking about it, it's going to be good. Or even if the relationship between the daughter and the mother um, changed, the child and the mother, because it can be a son too. It is often a daughter that has a mother wound. I will say that, but it's not only daughters that have mother wounds. It's more, it's more frequently experienced in daughters than it is in sons though. Um, and maybe that's a dialogue to have because there's, you know, there's lots of talk about moms and how they, how they treat their sons, um, a little bit better than their daughters, but that's a conversation for another day. Cause that's probably got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to come up with that. But when we think about healing that particular mother wound, right? I want you to think about the importance of what you needed as a child, what you needed that your mother did not give, could not give, was, wasn't willing to give out of her own mental health, out of her own experiences, because she didn't, she has a mother wound of her own, whatever the case may be, right? What, what did you need? And beginning to explore the feelings um, of that inner child and allowing those feelings to not to be ignored, but not to feel unloved, not to feel unwanted, but being able to express all of those feelings that, that came up. It's, and these are, these are hard steps because we often want to do things and we don't want to think about how we feel. We want, we want action steps. Most people want action steps. Tell me what to do so that I don't have to feel this anymore. And really the first step is exploring what you feel is being clear about it. And so, and then being able to express it without it being criticized, you know, express it in a safe therapeutic environment with people that are going to support you. No one that's, no one that's going to tell you, well, you need to get over that. No one that's going to tell you what well, that's, you know, that was back then it's done. I understand where that comes from for most people. I understand that most people want to move forward, but they're leaving a lot of people to feel as though their emotions are too much or don't matter. And so they're hiding them and dealing with it and not dealing with them. And that becomes very unhealthy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So being able to express your feelings in a safe therapeutic environment with somebody who's going to listen, someone who's going to uh, validate and support, um, not necessarily, they don't need to gang up on mom, but they just need to validate and support. Like those things shouldn't happen to you. You are loved. You are supported. Um, you know, you're, you're wanted in this space. We support you. We love you. Then being able to learn, uh, to validate and love yourself so that you can kind of create a new positive emotional and mental picture, right? Part of that is letting go of past concepts 
and how you developed your personal yourself, yourself, how you've developed, right? So letting go of past concepts, let's say you were, you felt um, ignored. And so that particular concept has led you to one, act out more and, and, and try to be seen um, or two, kind of withdraw. A lot of times we withdraw, right? When you feel ignored, you learn the habit of being invisible. And so learning to validate and love yourself in a way that you don't have to withdraw, that you taking up space, the idea of taking up space sounds very uh, simple, but it's, it's not when you have felt like you shouldn't be here. People feel like you shouldn't be here, right? But the act of beginning to take up space in order to change the dynamic, change how you have developed your own personality now from that trauma, now we're shifting that and loving yourself in a way that you can develop a new sense of self where you can have a different interaction with your mother and you can have a different interaction with your own daughter. So being able to learn to validate and love yourself in a healthy way and then being able to set boundaries. There's so much talk about boundaries now. Sometimes it just, you know, it could be, and maybe it's me because I'm in the field. I, you know, all of my timeline, everything is mental health. So I'm seeing it all the time, but being able to set boundaries is a huge part of that. And I think it's very difficult, um, with a mother wound, particularly because oftentimes what you learned is that your boundaries, what you feel, what you want, what you need are not as important, are not valuable, are, you know, are something that someone is not willing to tend to. And that's why it's even more important to identify what boundaries you need to have in order to have healthy relationships. And this even means with having a healthy relationship, if you plan to have a relationship with your mother, what are the healthy boundaries that I want to have based on your needs, right? Um, But also knowing whether or not your mother is going to be able to change or make any changes to her emotional interaction with you, you may have to establish boundaries that ensure that you are engaging in a way that you don't continue to be hurt by engaging with her, right? Um, You are learning how to set healthy boundaries so that when you are together, you're not experiencing that feeling of being unloved or you're not feeling as though you have to shelter her or care for her or take care of her. You're not feeling like you're unwanted. You're not feeling like you're an accident or a mistake. So what are the boundaries that you need to put in place? That may mean you don't have certain conversations. That may mean your time spent with one another is limited. That may mean that, you know, there's certain, um, there's certain parts of your life that you don't share with her because you know that she doesn't know how to um, emotionally support you in those areas, right? And so a big part of that, you know, after you're setting boundaries, it is reinforcing those boundaries because you're going to feel guilty about those boundaries. But being able to reinforce them and continue to allow yourself to work through this process so that you can begin to heal that particular wound. A big part of this is forgiveness. And I think um, many of us struggle with that because sometimes the the idea of having, you know, a a parent that has harmed us, we feel justified in not necessarily letting go of what they've done. But forgiveness is huge and it's huge for you. It's huge for you in order to let go of the past and the negativity 
Um, because oftentimes that, that contributes to codependency. It can contributes to other unhealthy dynamic between you and the mother. Right. And so being able to engage in a process that leads to forgiveness will allow you to release some of that codependent behavior, will allow you to release that guilt, will allow you to release that um, sense of responsibility, that um, that feeling of being at fault. It will begin to allow you to release and let go of a lot of negativity so that you can be able to develop your own self-esteem now, right? Because that's essential. Now you have to rebuild your self-esteem. Now you have to build, rebuild your personal autonomy. You have to become your own person. And that, that is hard to do when you, you're holding on to the wound, right? When you're still nursing the wound. And so being able to get through, you know, process the feelings because there were steps before forgiveness, right? Some people want to jump right to forgiveness and we don't recognize that there's some things we got to do. We got to put in place to help us forgive in a true way and not pretend that we've forgiven and we've let go because that is a thing. Um, but actually going through the process to work towards forgiveness and being able to let go and begin to then restore our self-esteem and work towards being an individual that we feel good about. And we begin to love ourselves in a way that is um, that is true, that is real and not something that's based in, you know, just faking it till you make it. Y'all know how I feel about that. So I want you to think about, you know, for those of you that have experienced a mother wound, right? There are a lot of resources on this too. And I want you to do your research and look for um, some resources on mother wound. I'm actually going to look for some um, that I want to want to share and I'll share on social media. So you can follow me at uh, Facebook, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can email me at faithlovetherapy at gmail.com. But I'll have some resources posted on uh, my social media platform so that you can engage more in the mother wound um, and learn more about more about the mother wound. I also plan to go live um, in the next couple of days to talk about this more. And so if you're not following me, please follow me so that you'll know when I start talking about this live and we can have a good dialogue. All right. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I look forward to talking to y'all in the next episode. Take care of yourself.